The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How are you doing with the change in the seasons? Have you noticed that you're feeling tired, overwhelmed? You might start feeling that a little bit down. You know, a sudden change in the season actually can cause a type of depression known as seasonal affective disorder, which worsens when we have limited exposure to light in late fall and winter. It disappears when spring begins anew, but oftentimes people suffer and actually almost 10 million people in our nation suffer a little bit, not just when the summer days at the beach and the fall romping through the leaves is over. It's when things begin to get gray, the light begins to get less in our days. And so the seasonal affective disorder can happen. And so I think that it is really important to start knowing what you can do about it, how you can really combat this and have a greater sense of happiness and joy and well-being. So you don't have to deal with just staying more tired or feeling more overwhelmed. There are wonderful things that can improve your life. And today, we talked to Dr. Norman E. Rosenthal about the amazing ways to deal with this specific disorder. And really, they're great tools that that help all of us. Even if you don't suffer from seasonal affective disorder, Dr. Rosenthal has amazing tips for us to just feel good now and to enjoy our everyday. Dr. Norman E. Rosenthal is the world-renowned researcher and psychiatrist who led the team that first described seasonal affective disorder and pioneered light therapy to treat it. He's a best-selling author, and he's an executive coach, popular public speaker, and currently a professor of psychiatry at Georgetown University School of Medicine, and he's listed as one of the best doctors in America. You are going to really enjoy this episode. It's going to give you tons of tips and tools for feeling good now. I'm Stephanie James, psychotherapist and transformation coach, and you are listening to Igniting the Spark, 
where each week we bring you inspirational guests to help you ignite your joy, happiness, and well-being. Together, we can illuminate the world. Welcome to Igniting the Spark. I'm so excited to be here with Dr. Norman Rosenthal. Welcome, Dr. Norman, to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Well, I am really interested in your new book, Defeating SAD, which is Seasonal Affective Disorder, A Guide to Health and Happiness Through All the Seasons. And we know that this is a huge problem. I hear this now that it's daylight savings time, people are having so much of an issue with this. How big of a problem is this worldwide? Worldwide, it's almost hard to say, but I can tell you that in the United States, 5% have it badly and another 15% to a milder degree, which we call the winter blues. Collectively, that's tens of millions of people. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And so how do you describe it? What happens to people that have seasonal affective disorder? Well, as you know, as a psychotherapist, everybody's different. But if I were to sort of give you a prototype of somebody who's got the problem, perhaps October, they'll begin to slow down. It's hard to wake up in the morning. They need more sleep. They are less energetic. They're eating more, especially sweets and starches. They gain weight. They just don't feel like life is as much fun. And other people don't feel like they're fun. So they begin to feel a little alienated from everybody. Uh, every Relationships require energy and they just don't have the energy. So I have had people develop a relationship or a friendship in the summer or and, and then lose it in the autumn and winter because they just can't keep their end of the deal up. And then, of course, it also affects their thinking, their work, their energy. Everything needs energy. You know, if you don't have energy, you really are behind the eight ball. So that's what happens when you've got sad. And it can last for four or five months. And then... March, April varies from where you are. You can come out of it sooner if you're further south. If you're far north, it lingers longer. And then you begin to feel better and you're feeling good in the summertime, ideally speaking. So about half of your life is severely affected by the problem if you've got it to a significant degree. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And you know, our sunlight does affect all of us. Is that true? How much sunlight we're receiving? Yes, it affects, I would say, pretty much almost all of us. I mean, there may be some moles who can flourish underground, but not many. Most of us need that sunlight. We need it in many different ways. And one of the ways is mood maintenance. Yeah, it's not just vitamin D. I mean, I've heard forever, get out in the sunlight, get your vitamin D, but it also affects our mood. Yes, correct. They're distinct functions of sunlight. And and how so? How does sunlight affect our moods? What is that mechanism? Well, there are direct connections between the retinas in the eye and different parts of the brain. Uh, one part of the brain is in the hypothalamus, which is a central 
part of the brain that regulates daily rhythms, it regulates sleep and wake, it regulates appetite, many other things. And so light influences the body clock, can consolidate your rhythms, and it can consolidate your moods. But that is usually a slightly delayed effect. There's another very direct effect that's relatively recently been figured out by scientists that goes straight from the retina to a part of the brain. Um, it's called the perihabenular nucleus. Not that I mm -hmm. expect anybody to remember it. <laughs> but it's a part of the brain that is a direct mood center affected by light coming in through the eyes. So what can we do about this? You know, th this is something that it's it right now we're already in the throes of it. Here we are in November. What is there to do? Well, the first thing, of course, and this is a general principle throughout medicine, is replace what's missing. And if light is missing, then you want to replace it. Uh, but the big insight that came through scientists, of which I was privileged to be one, that it took bright light to really reverse the mood problem that you get with SAD. So I remember before we knew about SAD, seasonal affective disorder, and light therapy, some of my patients would wander around supermarkets at night because that's where the light was brightest. And so there is a direct effect of light that you can use when you uh, administer light via what we call light boxes or light fixtures. Um, and it's, it's important that they be of a certain size, mostly about a foot square at least. And the surface area, that's what is a foot square. And then behind that, that surface filter, you get light coming out straight in front of you. And that is a kind of light therapy that's been very effective. And so that's the start, but it's by no means the end. A lot of people say, oh, you've got SAD, well, use a light, and that's the end of the story. But what I show in Defeating SAD is that there are many, many tricks. I'm, in fact, I quote a Greek poet who said, the fox has many tricks, but the porcupine has one big trick. And in SAD treatment, we've got a big trick, which is light therapy, but then we've got many, many small tricks, all of which collectively help people feel good all year round. You know, there's, I have a resonance with this around an event that I went to six years ago. I was at a Tony Robbins event for my 50th birthday. And it was his unleashing the power within. And I think a part of what he was really trying to do is to get us to realize that we really can regulate our energy, our mindset, and our state of being through exactly part of what you're saying. I mean, we would go from eight in the morning sometimes till midnight, very little stops for food, but because he would adjust the lights, you know, we are 14,000 people here in New York City in the Prudential Center, and he would have lights and music and we would be moving and doing these different things. And it was amazing. You know, it was four days of immersion to really be able to get it at a deeper level that we can affect this change physiologically within us. 
I think that's a great story because it really illustrates exactly what I'm saying. For example, you can have light, but imagine if you combine the light with exercise, you would get that extra push. And so one thing I recommend is people go and exercise outdoors, even on a cold winter day. Bundle yourself up as long as you can look up at the sky. And even if it's a cloudy day, you get a lot of light off a cloudy sky. And then, uh, you know, I have a little gym in my home and I have lights there as well. And I turn them all on. And, you know, I, I typically I've really noticed I start off working out and you, you know, I also am fortunate enough to have a trainer because I'm unfortunate enough not to have the, the willpower to do it all on my own. And, you know, I start out and I thought, oh, my God, I can't get through this whole thing. It's just too much. And then five, ten minutes in, the momentum, you know, you feel that momentum kick in and just get you going. And so you've got the music, you've got the light, you've got the exercise. And then you've got Tony Robbins, and I'm sure that was part of the deal. Absolutely. But I love this thing. And also what you're saying, Dr. Norman, about first thing in the morning. A lot of times, you know, I speak with people about having a morning routine. Mm -hmm. What do you think is important about that? As you're saying, like to do your exercise in the morning? Well, I think, I think, you know, we're so much clock-driven people and the morning routine in my own case it starts with a a wake-up light or a dawn simulator coming on gently in the morning and so that by the time my eyes are open I'm already getting there you know I'm already getting there and then you move you know I've, I've got then I've got a, a dimmer that you can push and it turns the bedside lamp on so bit by bit um, I go across, I open the curtains, and then I've got light boxes in the in the room. So um, I think of, I'm a, I do yoga as well. I think of the sun salutation, which is the energizing exercise. And it's called uh, Surya Namaskar. I greet the sun. So every morning we should greet the sun. We should kind of start this morning with a sort of little benediction for being alive and being embracing the new day if we can and that can kick us into the morning and then we're getting going and we've got our routine routines are good because you know habits make things easier yes you know i i know our brains love predictability and to know that you know you're waking up to this <clears throat> excuse me this routine that really is this beautiful primer of a heart set as well as a mindset, as well yeah. as I'm hearing this kind of energy set. And talk a little bit too about our connection to nature and the importance of that. I know that something I've talked about on the show several times is the importance of getting in nature because it absorbs negative ions. Can you mm -hmm. talk more about the importance of nature? Yes, absolutely. I know this is going to sound weird. But I, I resonate with trees. You know, when I'm around trees, I feel like these creatures have been around for decades, if not centuries, and they're so tall and stately and majestic. And, you know, of course, they drop their leaves 
but some hold on for a long time. I've got over here some dawn redwoods, and they hold on to their leaves until well into, like they, I can still see the copper-colored leaves clinging, these little needles. And so to be a part of nature is a wonderful thing because I think it gives you it gives you respect for your world and what it's doing for you and what you need to do for it. So I invest a small fortune to have the trees tended to so that they don't drop dead one day. And uh, I'm so I'm a tree hugger. Yes, I'm a nature lover. And, and it's different for every people, for every person. I mean, we saw a wonderful movie a couple of years ago called My Octopus Teacher. Did you ever see that? Yes, yes. Where this deep sea diver in the cold waters of, the, of Cape Town actually develops a connection with an octopus. You know, if you hear it told in that abbreviated way that I've just sort of done, you feel this is crazy. But if you watch the movie, it's not crazy. It's somebody who is connecting with with nature in a very unusual way. And we both talked a little about our dogs. But you you know, dogs were you know evolved with people fifteen thousand years ago. This is fifteen thousand years of evolution. We've evolved together. That's part of nature. And I take my dog walking every morning. We go walking and he's sniffing, sniffing, sniffing. He is he is sniffing smells that I can't detect. But he has access to a world that I don't have access to. But it still fascinates me that there's this miracle of smells and miracle of things that we can't actually see. And that's all part of being alive. And we need to really embrace it, even in the winter when we're feeling not our best. This is so fun. I I love this conversation. You know, when I first met my husband and I lived here in Colorado and he lived in Seattle, he would say, you know, when I was out there, we would always walk in this gorgeous forest. And I remember this day where he took me to a place and he said, "I, I need to introduce you to my favorite tree. And I thought, oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. It was this tree, like you're saying, it was like he had a relationship with it. It was something that that tree symbolized something to him. When he saw that tree as he's entering the forest, it was just kind of this landmark, if you will. It was like it was like a friend, like greeting him, like welcome. And so I really resonate with the whole, you know, being in touch with nature in that way. And the importance of if it is even cold, you know, you can just go outside and not have to take that long of a walk, but just to breathe, just to see the sky. The sky's always changing. There's always something beautiful available to us. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Well, so wonderful. Well, tell me a few more things. You know, how do, how do first of all, how can we prepare for these shorter days? Because we still have these days that are gonna be getting shorter and shorter for a couple months here. Well, I think that you know, get yourself, you know, you don't only have to settle for one light box. You can have one at your work desk. You can have one at your breakfast table in your living space. And, you know, these are, you know, therapeutic light boxes, but regular lamps can go a long way to brightening up the space. 
bright colors. Uh, one room where there's a light color painted wall of white or lemon or something that's light and colored throws. I mean, I'm not an interior decorator, but I do know that it can really affect your mood, how a, a, a place feels and looks. And um, so you can do that. Book yourself a couple of trips, if possible, if you can afford it, uh, to sunny places for a week or two. Uh, do that ahead of time so that you have things to look forward to. And that's a good thing to do with some people. You're in Colorado. If you go out on the ski slopes and it's a sunny day and the sun is shining off the snow, you're going to get plenty of light that way. Uh, or people who like winter sports and, you know, tie, tie on their crampons. I've never had a crampon, but <laughs> I understand that's what you put on your feet. <laughs> crampon, it sounds a little painful, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah, so you you really you, you know, but but I think that the the proactive get reinforced and get rewarded. Don't conk in and cave in. Now, one thing that's really been found to be very helpful is so-called cognitive behavior therapy. What I've been talking about here is behavior, getting out into the sunlit uh, snow, getting booking trips but there's other kinds of behaviors like if you wake up in the morning and the covers are over your head don't pull them further over you know realize that you need that light um the other thing is maintaining your social connections we get you know such a lot like you talked about your is it tim robbins is that his first name oh, tony tony yeah tony tony robbins. Robbins. you you talk about you know how the energy there, but the energy also comes from other people, you people getting together. And, you know, our friends, our associates give us energy. So make sure you make social arrangements because it takes a little bit of effort. Pick up the phone, call somebody. You can't expect them all to call you. And so I think to maintain your social uh, energy things, to get help. You know, I talked about a trainer, but a trainer can be a great investment because it's hard to get started. Some people don't have any difficulty at all. They have a, an easy time, but other people, you know, struggle and a little bit of help can go a long way. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
what about the cognitive piece? You know, there's these behavioral pieces. Are there specific cognitive tips or tools that we can use when we find Abs ourselves? Absolutely. I'm so this? glad you mentioned that. As a therapist, you know that they talk about the A, B, and C. The antecedent event is A. The B is the behavioral consequence. And the C is the conclusion, which could be uh, completely off. So let's say you want to go out with a friend or a, even a romantic date. And you call somebody up and they say, well, I'm not available. Sorry. And then you put the phone down and you say, well, nobody's ever going to be willing to go out with me. I'm just, I'm just a loser. So you're going off onto distorted thinking, as we call it in depression. And cognitive therapy teaches us to challenge those thoughts. I mean, is there any other reason why this person might not have been available? Well, he or she may have somebody else or another booking on that particular day or, you know, be depressed themselves and not feel like <laughs> you know, there could be all kinds of reasons other than you're a loser. And, you, you know, you can challenge those things and try, you, you know, because I'm a loser stops you from going and calling somebody else instead. But if you call two or three or four people, I'm always fascinated by Albert Ellis, who was a very, was a pioneer in this area. He really innovated the idea that you need to challenge these things. And he had a, probably had at one point worried that, you know, women wouldn't talk to him. So he went into onto a park bench and he decided he was going to talk. He was going to approach a hundred women and see how many of them were willing to at least have a conversation with him. Well, 30 people had a conversation with him. So his assumption that nobody would be willing to talk to him was not true. That was right. The first thing saying, Let, let's put it to the test. Let's examine it. So I think that cognitive therapy can do a great deal of good. And um, in fact, I do have a whole chapter in the book on cognitive behavior therapy couple of chapters on light therapy, everything where there's something you can do about it. I have a chapter on, and you mentioned ions. Now, ions, they are very potent, it turns out. And in fact, there are actually ion generators uh, that you can use. And I'll, I'll read you um, one of my favorite uh, quotes, if I can find it. It's, it's by um, Raymond Chandler. He is a great um, detective novelist called The Positive Side of Negative Ions. And here is, I start most of these with a little quote. I love quotes. In fact, the front quote is my favorite of all because it's by Albert Camus, who said, in the midst of winter, I found there was within me an invincible summer. And that makes me happy, for it says that no matter how hard the world pushes against me, within me there's something stronger, something better pushing right back. So that's the that's the really the the spirit of the book is that we've got so many ways to push back. But let me come to uh, a lot of people may or may not have heard of like these winds, evil winds, like the Santa Anas in in. Um, in California that make people feel bad. 
And here he says, Raymond Chandler, there was a desert wind blowing that night. It was one of those hot, dry Santa Annas that come down through the mountain passes and curl your hair and make your nerves jump and your skin itch. On nights like that, every booze party ends in a fight. Meek little wives feel the edge of the carving knife and study their husbands' necks. So anyway, what we found, what, what has been found is that if you buy a waterfall or the pounding surf, there, there are negative ions that are counteract these kinds of positive ions that you get with the Santa Anas. And you feel good when you buy a waterfall or on the surf. Of course, there are a lot of other things that could make you feel good. But there are devices called negative ion generators. And in fact, I'll show you, and I, I know this is only audio, so your guests won't be able to see, but there are ion generators. You have to get the right kind that puts out a lot of negative ions. And there are controlled studies that show that these can actually make you feel better. So many things we can do. We are, we're the fox with many tricks. I love that we're not stuck because I think that's when people, as you well know, go into hopelessness that, oh, I just have this. I notice that I feel like I'm hibernating. You know, I'm just going more within right now. I don't have energy. And that actually there's a choice. Absolutely. There's a choice and there's a variety of things and you can combine them together. At one point I say combine is the most important word in the book. You don't want to just stick with one thing. You want to add X to Y to Z and collectively you can really do well all winter long. What inspired you to write this book? Is this something that you've experienced in your own life or with a lot of patients or what, what really was the inspiration for this? Well, thank you for asking, because when I came to the States um, almost 50 years ago now, um, there was no such a thing as seasonal affective disorder. At least it was there, but nobody had a word or a term to describe it. And I started off getting my psychiatry degree at Columbia, and I came to the National Institute of Mental Health here in Bethesda, Maryland. I always wanted to be a researcher. And I landed up in a group that was studying light and was studying rhythms. And I came across uh, an individual patient who had uh, noticed a seasonal rhythm of mood in himself. We exposed him to light. He came out of it. And I thought, well, you know, you have to have a group in order to make a study. You can't do one person. And fortunately, I connected up with a journalist at the Washington Post who published an article on the subject, and I got thousands of responses from all over the country. And I had personally experienced these feelings once I started looking into it. Uh, when I came to the States, and I'd never had them in South Africa, which is a very warm and sunny country. So I had personally experienced it, and that gave me the conviction that this was going to be something important and something helpful. And so with my colleagues, I published that first paper in 1984. It's almost 40 years ago. So I've got four decades of work clinically, personally, family members with a problem. So 
this really represents a distillation of 40 years of work in the area, but I've made it short. I've made it to the point. I haven't wanted to bore people or have them read long things that are unwelcome. I like a to the point thing if I'm getting a self-help book. So um, that's what made me write it. And um, I hope it helps a lot of people. I really do. Well, I am sure that it will. I'm I'm so excited to share this with people. And I love that it also says happiness throughout all the seasons. So there are practices in here that you can do year round. Absolutely. I emphasize foundational habits, you know, like managing your eating, managing your exercise and your sleeping. Uh, all these things are so important to well-being. And I think we emphasize it more and more. Even when it comes to exercise, it's not just the aerobic exercise. It's not just walking and how many steps have you have you made, although that is important, but also developing your muscles. Uh, training against resistance is inde independently effective for mood. Dr. Norman, thank you so much for all this really just amazing information. This is something that we can all plug into right away. Tis the season, I would say, for us to really start cultivating these habits and they're truly habits of well-being. Thank you. I would like to add that there is a little tip that I will give you about any light therapy equipment that you get. Almost invariably, you can keep it for two weeks and you can uh, return it without any a full refund. So keep the packaging, but imagine you're getting a free, a free trial um, and you could get two or three different kinds if you wanted. And interestingly to me, I have a couple of, of clients, patients that I've had for years and they, they're people with ongoing depression, but both of them got much, much worse in the last month and they called me I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I'm suddenly worse. Well, I knew what was going on. They had, the season had kicked in. They were even had lights at home, but they weren't using them enough. So even when you know you've got a seasonal problem, even if you know that the light is sensitive, you forget, you forget that. So I just wanted to make that point that don't forget, it's not going anywhere <laughs> unless you move to wherever. But uh, you have to remember and you, you get very good at early detection, slowing down, less energy, less enthusiasm. I used to enjoy such and such so much. And now I'm just not really enjoying it. What's going on? Well, SAD, seasonal affective disorder, you, it's kicking in and it's treatable. So important. I, I just am so thankful for this information and for your sharing this. And how can people get a hold of you? And how can they get a hold of the book? They're welcome to come visit me on my website, normanrosenthal.com. And the book is available anywhere books are sold from Amazon on down. And Please come and join me um, in spirit, if not in person, uh, 
because there's a lot of me in the book because I've used my own clinical and personal experience to bring some colorful anecdotes. One case in point was a man who came to me in his mid-50s for the first time for two years. He'd had seasonal affective disorder. Very unusual that it comes on in the mid-50s. Women get it more than men. And usually it starts much younger. And it's, that's funny. Have you have you moved from a penthouse into a basement? No. Have you changed your job from um, something that was outdoors to a dark office? No, nothing. Okay. So we'll start you on light therapy and we'll do this and this and this. And his wife who was in there said, what about his cataract? I said, well, what cataract? She said, oh, he had an accident two or three years ago and the steering wheel banged his eye and he developed a cataract. So this guy has half the light blocked from coming in to his brain. And that's when he gets seasonal affective disorder. So there are a lot of, that's an unusual case. I don't give all the stories away, but there was a, a car salesman who, um, he came to me and he said that, you know, car salesmen, they have to be pumped up to sell cars. And this guy was dragging when he came in. And um, he said, you know, the last two winters, in order to sell cars, I relapsed on cocaine. And if you can't help me with something else, I'm going to do that this year as well. So as he started talking, I said, look, let's put my big light box on you while I'm asking you questions. And let's just see. And it was the most dramatic example I've seen of somebody actually coming to life in front of my eyes revving up and you know as i joked with friends by the time he left he'd already sold me a tesla but not <laughs> that's really, awesome not, not really. <laughs> that's so great but he had all of his pizzazz all his energy back it was coming back to him and i could see how he could be very effective if he didn't have sad yes yes i mean that's the gift it sounds like of early detection being sensitive and tuning in to what the symptoms are, and then being proactive, as I'm hearing you say, in your own treatment so that you can just get about the business and get on with the business of living and thriving and enjoying the winter and even the darker days. Well, absolutely. I, I can just say here, here, you said it. <laughs> Well, and as we're as we're starting to wrap up, Dr. Norman, what would what would be your essential message that you want to leave with the listeners? Well, I'm going to give a much broader message than the focus, the exclusive focus on the book. I would say be curious about yourself. Be curious about what's going on in your mind and in your body and ask questions. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? I have always been rewarded for curiosity. And every time I have ignored some interesting clue, whether it's in myself or in one of my patients, I've never regretted listening to something that I didn't understand. I've only regretted putting it aside and saying that's unimportant. If I'd done that, I would never have been dealing with seasonal affective disorder. And in addition, my other books have all been influenced by curiosity. 
two books on transcendental meditation because a patient steered me in that direction and said, you need to do this. It's going to really make a difference to you. And he nagged me and I listened to him. And indeed, it's been really quite transformative. And I wanted to share that with other people. Thinking about my all my things that went wrong in my life made me realize that they often gave me the best lessons of everything I ever had. I wrote a book called The Gift of Adversity, and all about little anecdotes, starting with my South African childhood and moving on through coming to America and my heroes, people who inspired me and um, other things. So that that became a fun book that a lot of people have enjoyed. But the message I would give to your listeners is be curious. If anything puzzles you or doesn't feel right, you know, be like Agatha Christie's detective or be like be like Alexander Fleming, who saw that the, the Petri dish was not growing the bacteria properly. And somebody else might have said, ah, these bacteria, there's something wrong with the dish and throw it away. And many people actually threw away the dish until he said, wait a sec, is there something growing on that Petri dish that's preventing these bacteria from multiplying? Wow, that's really interesting. And bingo, penicillin is discovered. So, you know, not like everybody out there is going to discover penicillin. That's a very unusual thing. But curiosity will lead you. Curiosity. My spouse is coming home. She, he used to come home with a smile and now this frown. That's different. What's going on here? Sit down, have a talk. Oh, this person's work is this. There's something happening at work where the boss is not treating her or him well. And, and you've opened up the whole topic because you've been curious. You noticed something. And instead of ignoring it, you opened it up in every field that you can imagine curiosity will be repaid. It, it may kill the cat, but it doesn't kill you. It, it, it can actually help a lot. Thank you so much, Dr. Norman, for being here and sharing your light with all of us. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I can say that just sitting here with you for a short amount of time, I am convinced you must be a wonderful therapist, because I think that People must just come to life in your presence. You have that effect and uh, you keep doing your wonderful work. Thank you. What a delight this conversation was with Dr. Norman. I love all the information that we received here, that there are things that we can do to feel better, not just during the winter, but all year long. So as the days are shorter of light, we can use light boxes. We can paint our home in bright colors. And what a difference that makes. I just did that to one of my hallways where my laundry room is, where it's kind of dark and I painted it that lighter yellow and it just lights up that area. And I can tell it does lift my mood. So there is really something to that. Of course, the importance of being in nature. And he talked about bundling up even when it's cold, just go outside and get some of that sunlight. 
and to be proactive and make the calls, make the connections, how much our social connections are important to our vitality, that our friends and our associates give us energy. So make the effort, connect with those people around you. And please get help if you need it. We all need help once in a while. And if you find yourself in this place where you're not able to pull yourself out of bed in the morning or you're finding yourself really feeling down and overwhelmed, please get in touch with a coach, with a therapist. Cognitive behavioral therapy is amazing at challenging our distorted thinking. It really puts our thinking to the test and can help to really rewire and untwist those negative thoughts so that you're perceiving life more clearly and you're enjoying your life more fully. So again, the book is Defeating Sad, A Guide to Health and Happiness Through All Seasons, which I love it. And I'm hoping that this season for you is just a season of love and joy and light whether you're getting it from a light box or you're getting it from the beautiful sun outside or you're getting that light just emanating through your heart. I hope that this is a season of light for you. You have been listening to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. Thank you so much for listening. And a special thanks to my amazing and magical producer, Tony Ficini. You can find Igniting the Spark on all podcast platforms. So make sure you subscribe so you get every inspirational episode. For more information about this show, my books, my films, and my upcoming events, go to stephaniejames.world and ignite your best life. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.